0: Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the message today. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit lhachurch.com. If you have your Bibles with you today, if you'll take them out, and let's go together to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we'll be reading in a few moments from verse number 20. Uh, As as we began today, I just kind of want to share with you some things that's been on my heart over the last several weeks. The Holy Spirit uh, has just really been speaking to my heart about reminding us as believers about some things that will help us as we walk through this coming year. The truth is, 2018 was a year that many of you experienced some things that were unexpected. Maybe some of them were unexpected blessings. Some of you walked through some things in 2018 that were uh, unexpected difficulties. And you walked through them, and you're still walking through them. The truth is, you and I live in a world that's in a constant state of flux. It is changing. It is moving. It is a, uh, an atmosphere of uncertainty. We never know, the truth is we never know what a day will hold. In fact, I want to mention to you quickly, uh, tomorrow we will have, for many of you who may not have uh, got the reminder in the newspaper, uh, Heather Fix, who's been a part of our church, uh, went to sleep this week, a young lady, went to sleep and went to be with the Lord during the night. Never know what a day will hold, do we? Tomorrow we're going to have a funeral service here at noon uh, to help her and her, fam- help her family honor her, and uh, so please keep them in your prayers. But the truth is, friends, we don't know one day from the next. The truth is, we began a new year, and if you're like me, I always look forward to the new year with new goals, new dreams, new new processes in my life things that i you know i maybe wanted to see change and i always see it as a fresh slate a time to begin fresh and new today i want to share some things that have been on my heart as you march through this year and and i don't want these things just to be trite statements I, i i pray today there would be fresh revelation for our hearts because There are going to be some things you and I are going to walk through. Maybe you don't walk through it, but you're going to have other people. You're going to walk a journey with this upcoming year, things that are unexpected. The truth is the world today is walking through those things every single day, and they don't know what to do with them. They don't know what to do with the situations they're confronted with. They don't know what to do with the problems that are before them. But you and I, we sing about her, he is our king. He's our Lord, and as our King and our Lord, you and I do not have to settle just into the issues of life, the cares of life as the Bible describes, and we don't have to settle into them the same way the world does, and my prayer today is to give you a challenge, to give you an encouragement today to implement some things in your life that will help carry you through the uncertainties and the unexpected things that you will uh, be faced with in the coming year. In this coming year, we know that there are many possibilities, but there's only one thing that is constant and sure. There are many unknowns, but only one truth that is rock solid. There are many uncertainties, but there's only one undeniable truth. I believe as I was in preparation for today, two words that kept coming to my heart to share with you, and they were words from the Lord, and it was this I promise. I promise. God has made you and I some incredible promises, and by his word, he has declared for us that they are not just promises, but they're very great and precious. Listen, you you find something is precious when you're walking through a difficult time. When, When you don't have anything else to hold on to, and you have a life preserver, and you're in the storm of your life, that life preserver becomes very precious to you. That's what God says about his promises that he's made for you and I. God's heart is in the coming year. You and I would trust him. We would believe him. Not just we, 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 we have trusted him for salvation, but friends, he doesn't want to just save you. He wants to keep you. It's not just about what he did yesterday. It's about what he wants to do in my life today. And before tomorrow gets there, he's already got a plan for what he wants to do in your life tomorrow. Because that's the kind of God he is. He wants you and I to yield to him. The word of God tells us that he will be faithful. He will be counted on. He can be trusted and believed and relied upon. He is not like the world. He is not like man that he should lie. He's not like man that he would fail. But he will be the same. He will be the same yesterday, today, and always in your life. When God promises you something, my friend, you can count on. God never forgets, God never fails, God always follows through with what he has said. His promises are authentic, they are reliable, and they are trustworthy. Now, the definition of a promise is this, it's a declaration of what someone will do. You can't read through the scriptures without noticing that he's a God who makes promises. When you pick up your Bible, you can't help but find that this is a book of promises. From cover to cover. You'll find this book is filled with his promises because God's involvement with mankind has always been wrapped up in his promises. Second Peter, I, I told you our text is 2 Corinthians. We're going to get there in just a minute. But on the journey there... Second Peter chapter one verses three through four. I love this passage and I especially love it at the beginning of a year. I love it when I'm walking through difficulties and I don't have answers to them. Second Peter one three through four. His divine power has given us everything. Somebody say everything. everything. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us. By his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption in the world that is caused by evil desires. Today for you and I he declares salvation for us through his promises. He declares forgiveness of Sin, Friend, if you have found yourself in a place of sin, if you found yourself in a place you're on a journey you didn't expect to be in, the Bible promises this. First John 1 and 9, if we confess our sin to him, he is faithful, he is just, he will forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's his promise. You say, but I'm not worthy of it. It's not based on your worthiness. It's based on his promise. He is faithful. He is just. He will forgive us our sin. You say, you don't know what I've done. I may not, but friend, don't forget what he's done. What he's done is more powerful than what you've done. His promises are faithful and true. His promise declares healing for us. He declares the Holy Spirit as a gift, a guide, a comforter, and the power of God at work in us through his great promises. God's promises, my friend, in 2019, will be an anchor for your soul while you walk through the trials of this life. Though God makes promises to us, the difficulty that you and I struggle with often is there sometimes is a waiting process. There's a period of waiting often before we see the manifestation of that promise. Now, if the promises were filled today or tomorrow, there'd be no problem. We would not need much faith. We wouldn't have to rely on anything. We wouldn't have to cling to anything. But the truth is... When a promise is made, usually there's an incubation period. It's a waiting time. It's a time of seed planting and growth before the harvest comes and the promise comes to fruition in our lives. So what do we do in that waiting time, in that incubation period? We must dig into the Word of God. We need to find his promises. And then when you found the promise, you've got something to hold on to while you and I journey through life. And we journey through difficult situations while we're waiting on the promise to come through. The other night we we had gathered together with some and, and I shared this passage in Psalm 27 and verse 13. This is such a good word. If you don't have this marked in your Bible, Psalm 27 13, I want to read it to you from the New American Standard Bible. It says this I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How many of y'all are in the land of the living? How many? OK, just want to make sure we had't lost some of y'all while we started service today. He said, "I would have despaired, and I think that's really where the world's at today. The world is in despair. Because they don't know the God who's the God of the land of the living. They don't know the God who can calm the stormy seas. They don't know the God that will be with you. Sometimes we think He's only God because He makes the storm get calm. But let me tell you, He's also the God that while the fire's raging, He'll walk with you through the fire. The fire doesn't go away, but He's with you in the middle of the fire. The waters won't overtake you. The floods won't carry you away. He will be with you. They don't know that. Without his promises, we would despair. we despair about the future if we didn't believe that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, some of y'all are here today in 2018, brought some things you didn't expect. And there may be people who would say to you, how did you make it through? I made it through by holding on to the promises of God. People say, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about your current situation? I'm going to keep holding on the promises of God. What if something else happens to you in 2019? I'll keep holding to the promises of God. I'm not changing. I'm not giving up. I'm not despairing. I'm still going to hold on to the life preserver. I'm going to keep my hand in the hand of the one who holds tomorrow, the one who won't fail me and let me go. Some might say, what are you going to do if it's a long wait? I'll keep reviewing the promises. I'll keep reminding him of what he's promised me. And I'll keep myself anchored in the promises of God. The truth is God knows that it's hard for you and I to walk by faith. You know, faith is easy when nothing's going on. Everybody say, "Well, I got all kinds of faith with you know, you got a problem, they say, "I got faith." It's hard. When you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, it's hard when things have camped on your door. It's hard when the mountain is looming over your head. It's hard to believe. And so God, in his mercy, he gives us his great and precious promises to give us something so we would not despair, something we could hold on to, something that we could find shelter in. His great and precious promises. Well, in case you're wondering, we're gonna read the text now. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. Somebody say yes. yes. They are yes in Christ. Yes. And so through him the amen. Somebody say amen. amen. The amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. We see when you look at that text, one of the first things you're going to find is that God is a promiser. God was the first one to say, I promise. I promise. The passage says no matter how many promises that God has made. When you look into the word of God, you'll find he's a promiser you'll find God has made lots of promises. Making promises are a part of who God is. See, God gives us his promises because you and I are going along through life and everything seemed to be going good and all of a sudden something happens in my life. Something happens in my finances, my family, my health. All of a sudden we're caught off guard and friend, without the promises of God we would despair and we would give up hope but his promises carry us through all the difficulties that life may bring our way. Today we get the promise. We have the assurance to walk in faith while we wait for the fruition of that promise in our life. How many of y'all know it'd be Whole lot easier if the promise showed up and no sooner the problem the the problem showed up and the promise resolved it immediately. How many know it'd be easier that way? I kinda like it that way. That waiting thing. How many all have a little difficulty with patience? I do too. It's one of those things, God, I need it, and I need it now. I don't think I need it tomorrow or next week. I need it now. How many of you know that life doesn't work that way, though? It may be some days, weeks, or months, or sometimes even years. But know this, no matter the time frame, God's promises will come through no matter if it's weeping, enduring for the night. Psalm 30 says joy will come in the morning. It may be a long night. It may be a long season. It may be a long journey. But he will be faithful. Don't trust in the, pro- in the problems. Trust in the promise. His promises will come through, so we have to walk in faith while we wait. When troubles come, difficulties come our way, and they catch us off guard, I want to remind you that we are never without hope. I don't see the end. I can't figure it out. Y'all ever had a problem you couldn't figure out? I can't figure it out. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's causing all this. I don't know any of those things. All I can do is hold on. Listen, as a believer, as a child of God, you are never without hope. You're never without hope. There's never a day. There's never a day because God is on the throne. There's never a day you're without hope. You belong to Him. And He's given us very great and precious promises for our life not only do we find in that text that God is a God who makes promises but I love this part God keeps his promises God keeps his promises God is a promise keeper what he says he will do what he declares he will come through on when God says it man you can take it to the bank my friend Verse 20 says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. All the promises of God. They're yes. They're yes. They're yes. Now, some of our promises, how many of y'all in this room ever made a promise to somebody? Some of your promises and some of my promises are, well, we'll see. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll try. Oftentimes, our promises end up with the phrase, oh, no, I forgot. That's the way promises are with humanity. But the Bible says all the promises God has made, they are yes. Yes in Christ. He knows what he said. He cannot lie. He won't forget you. He will always deliver on time, all the time. God's never early. How many of y'all like it if he was early? <laughs> I like early. I don't want to get at a meeting five minutes late. I want to be there before the meeting starts. I like being early. So naturally, I'd like God to be early. That way I wouldn't have to be so, because last week we talked about worry. I think sometimes, Lord, if you come a little early, I wouldn't have to worry about this. God's never early. God's never late. He's always right on time. Now, understand this. God's time frame and your time frame are not always the same. Hurry up, God. Hurry up, God. I need you right now. I'm reminded of a story by the man of the name, by the name of Lazarus. Lazarus died. And actually, his family sent word to Jesus and said, Our brother Lazarus is sick, and we need you to come now, because if you don't come, there's no hope. The doctors have written it off. He's going to die if you don't come. The Bible said Jesus waited Four days. Now, there's times we say, Lord, what are you you doing? Maybe you didn't get the text I sent to you, Lord. Maybe that friend or loved one didn't portray the situation. Lazarus didn't have the sniffles. Lazarus is about ready to die. And the Bible said he waited four days more days friend I can promise you this he is working all things, somebody say all things he is working all things together for the good you see you and I only know today but the Bible says all your days were written in his book before even one of them came to be He knew the beginning and the end. He knows everything about you. So let me tell you, if his time frame and your time frame is four days off, always know this, he'll always be right on time. He'll never fail you. Because not only does he make promises, he keeps promises. That's the kind of God he is. We must refresh We must renew our minds with the truth of God's word because God is not like man when it comes to promises. Man may fail us, but God is not like man. We need to get rid of that bias when it comes to the promises that God has made. Now, is he a promiser? He's a promise keeper. And all of his promises, the Bible says, are yes in Christ. But you'll notice in that passage, it goes on a little bit farther. And we find that God wants you and I to trust in his promises. Notice what it says in verse 20. They are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by who? The amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. He wants us to claim his promises to ours. To trust in him. He makes promises and his part is they are yes in Christ, but the amen part is my part and your part. He wants us to trust in the promises. That way you don't have to lay awake at night. That way you don't have to worry. That way you don't have to fret. We just need to hold on to the promises and rest in them and find peace in his promises. You know it well, Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in Him. Trust His promises. Trust His character. Trust His nature. Trust in His track record. You and I, my friends, we must be like Peter. When Peter stood in the boat and Jesus was on the water and Jesus told him, come on out, stand on the water. You've got to trust Jesus. Don't depend on your own understanding. When he says, don't worry, listen, friend, make it your goal and your effort not to worry. Now, now I'm going to be as honest with you as I know to be for a moment. We set the course, you know, last week we talked about not worrying in the coming year and not being filled with anxieties. And I don't know how many of y'all confronted that this week and tried that, but you know, the truth is, it's a new process that we take. One thing I have found is that when I just say, Lord, I trust you, does not mean the situation goes away. It's not like I'm all worried and all of a sudden I say, Lord, I trust you, and every the worry just kind of whew, goes away. And I'm just all peace, peace, wonderful peace. Sometimes i got to make a choice. When it comes to that time, I say, Lord, I trust you. And when worry crops up, I say again, Lord, I trust you. And maybe it's during that time I'm going to pull out the Word of God. And I'm going to begin to memorize the Scripture. And when that worry comes, I'm going to pull that Scripture out. And I'm going to repeat that. Instead of repeating my worries, I'm going to repeat the promises of God. I'm going to repeat what He said. Trust in the Lord. How do I trust in the Lord? I trust and stand on His promises. Day by day. By day. God wants us to trust His promises. So, what is amen? If the amen is our part, what does that mean? So be it. That means it's settled. It's settled. When we pray, often, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of our routine. We, Lord, I, I give you my need today. and Lord, keep my family safe. And Lord, provide today. And Lord, let us glorify you. And we get, the aim, we get the end and we just automatically say amen. And we often do it, you know, without really thinking about what we've said. We really could exchange amen at the end and say, so be it. It is settled it's done it's done when you declare his promises you and i can't be saying so be it and then say so be it and jump back in the pool of worry i gotta stay out of the pool and if i have to say a hundred times during the day so be it So be it. I don't feel it. So be it. I don't see it. So be it. I'm not seeing the answer. So be it. I'm confused about it. It's not going like I thought it would. So be it. So be it. Trust in the Lord, trust in his promises. Listen, friend, he's made the promises. That's all he can do. It's our part to come in agreement with him and say amen. It's kind of like somebody preparing. How many of y'all have eaten over the holidays? I will not ask you about gluttony. We'll leave that between you and the Lord. (laughs) Imagine that you go to someone's house and they have prepared this incredible meal for you. It is, when you walk through the door, the door opens. Oh, you can smell it. Man, the food is cooking. You can taste it. It's so rich smelling. And they get everything prepared and they set you around the table and they put, they don't put one in a little tiny place. They put you a platter on the plate. And they give you a fork and a spoon and a knife. and Then they give, you, they give you a napkin in anticipation. A napkin is so that when you get so carried away, you can wipe up the extra. They prepared it all. And you get sat down there and they say, this is your meal. Here it is. It's all yours. And you say, well, I don't feel worthy to eat this food. You don't know what I said about you yesterday. <laughs> I, I just don't feel it'd be proper for me to eat this. I know you've prepared it, and, but you know what? That's good for them. The person sitting next to they can eat it, but man, I, I, I don't. I, That's just not. It's not gonna work for me. It's there. You just have to partake. You know what this is? This is a book of promises. Hmm. This is a book of promises. They're already given. The work has already been done to provide them. You and I just have to come in agreement and say, Amen. I've got a need. What do I say? Amen. I don't know what tomorrow will be, but Amen. I don't like the report that the doctor's giving me. And I don't know how this is going to turn out. But amen. I trust him. I trust him. The amen is our part. The amen is our part when it doesn't look right. Faith says amen when it doesn't all add up. Faith says amen when the doctor says no. Faith says amen when the banker says it can't be done. Faith says no weapon formed against me shall prosper even when the enemy comes in like a flood. Recently, faith said amen when two parents, it was on the news a couple of weeks ago, sometimes I turn on my computer and Things pop up on the news and normally it's, it's, it's this group fighting with this group and all the craziness. Right on the front page was a story about a young lady who was a teenager. She had been given the diagnosis of an inoperable brain tumor. There was nothing could be done. Doctors couldn't help So you find a couple of parents that said, we don't know what to do. But they believed there were some promises in the book. And so they kept praying. When the doctor said, there's nothing we can do, they kept praying. When the doctor said, there's no answer, they kept praying. <laughs> they kept believing. The story went along that the doctors decided to run some more tests. And when they ran one of the tests, they said, something's not right today. The brain tumor that has been there that we couldn't do anything about is not showing up on the MRI and you know you know how it goes well we got to run a test again probably it was that technician that ran the test so we're gonna run the test again and again there's no brain tumor and I remember specifically in the article it said the doctors were confused They couldn't figure out what happened. And the parents said to the doctors, we know what has happened. Our God made a promise and our God has come through. That's the kind of God you and I serve. We've got to say amen when the doctors are saying no way we got to say amen when the situation, when your kids are running the opposite situation, you just keep saying amen, amen, amen. When there's no answer, you don't know what tomorrow will be. Amen. So be it. God is a promiser. God is a promise keeper. God wants you and I to trust his promises. There's an old song we used to sing when I was a little kid. It said, only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. And then I remember church, they would take us into another verse and it was this Lord, I believe. The Amen is our part. You'll notice in the text that goes on to say that our promises are experienced in Jesus. Look at verse 20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. Where? In Christ. In Christ. That's why it's through Him that we utter Amen. All the promises are in Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the fulfillment of the promises. Philippians 4 and 19, and my God will meet all your need according to the riches of His glory. Where? In Christ Jesus. Our healing is found in Jesus. Isaiah 53 says, by his wounds. Whose wounds? Jesus' wounds. By his wounds, we are healed. Romans declares, it is in him that we live and move and have our being. Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise. It's through Jesus. It's through him and by him that all things, the scripture says, are held together. You ever wonder why the earth rotates the way it does? You ever wonder why we don't get burnt up or frozen? It's because everything is held together in him. Things aren't changing. He's holding it all together. You ever wonder why you get up every day and the sun comes up? Because he's holding it all together. Jesus is the fulfillment of the sovereignty of God. God promises salvation. It comes through Jesus. God promises healing. It comes through Jesus. God makes promises. And 2 Corinthians says it comes through him. Romans 11 and 36 says, For from him and through him and to him are all things. Jesus is the fulfillment of the promises of God. The Bible says that he is our peace. It's not necessarily something he gives you. He is our peace. It's not a prescription. He is our peace. He doesn't give you something. He is the something. He doesn't give you a miracle. He is We're waiting on something to show up on our doorstep like Amazon does. He says, I am your peace. I am your healing. You don't need to run to another preacher, another call line, another group. He says, you just need me. As a church, we don't need another plan. We don't need another program. We need Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Through Him, through Him, through Him are all things. It's His presence that takes away fear. It's His goodness and His sovereignty that gives us assurance even in the face of difficulty. So I wonder today, as I've wondered myself coming up to a new year, what is it that I really need this year from Him? What is it that I need in 2019? What is it that I need to be the answer to a problem maybe that cropped up in 2018? Do I need wisdom? about decision I'm going to have to make this year? Do I need understanding about some things right now that I have no understanding about? Do you have decisions in your life that you're going to have to make? Are there some pretty big steps you're going to need to take in this new year? Are you at a place in your life where You say, you know what? This new year I need to set some new direction for my life. I need to set some new priorities. Maybe you're here and you say, I need a miracle. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what? This year, Pastor, I just want to grow in Him. Man, I don't want to just sit this year. I want this year to be a year of exponential growth in Him and my life. What are you confronted with today that you need Jesus to be involved in? What do you need to say amen to? Father, I thank you today. I thank you that your promises are yes. I thank you that your promises are sure. I thank you that your promises are dependable. I thank you, Lord, that your promises are for me. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray. I pray today for some that are going through difficulties. And they've been struggling with, are the promises for me? Do the promises apply to my situation? thank you, Lord, today that your promises are for us. I thank you today that we are not without hope.
1: We're not without help.
0: but We have you. We have you, Jesus. I don't know what this year will be, but I know that you will be everything I need this year. trust you even when I don't see it I trust you even when I don't understand it even when things don't work out the way that I thought they would I trust you so Lord today I pray for my friends that have gathered in this room today many of them have situations that are very pressing in their lives I pray for them today God I pray they'll find new strength and new resolve today in your promises and God will not leave any situation in our life just leaving it open to worry fear and feeling like we've got to do it all Father, today may we lay everything at the foot of the cross. May we give it all to you, Jesus, and invite you to come and be a part of 2019. I ask you, Father, for these things. I trust you. I trust you, Father, for every one of these things. I believe you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So friend, what do you need from him in this year? What do you need from him? Right now, I just want to ask you, do you need direction? Do you need strength? Whatever you need. Friend, if you just say, I need God's help this year. Would you just stand where you're at and make your way to the front of this church and say, I just need God's help. I need his involvement. I need his wisdom. I need his strength. I need his presence. I need his power. I need his comfort. I need his faithfulness. I just need him. I just need him. Friends, if you'll pull as close as you can to the front, I want to give as much room for as many to join us as can. God, I just need you. I just need you, God. I need you. I need you. I don't know what to do. I just need you. I don't know what decision is the right decision. I just need you. As an act of faith, would you just individual? Would you just lift your hands towards him this morning and just begin to say, "Lord, I need you." Lord, I need you. Just invite him. You know the, You know where you need him. Just begin to invite. Lord, I invite you into this situation. God, I invite you right now. God invites you into the future. I invite you, God. I need your wisdom. I need your help. I need your strength. God, I need you. I need the fulfillment of your promises. I need faith to believe today. Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, you see every hand and every heart that is lifted to you today. Father, we're making it our declaration. We need you. Lord, we believe you've made many great and very precious promises. Lord, help me to believe today. Help me to declare amen when I don't see it. Help me to declare amen when it's going the opposite direction, when I don't feel it. Help me to say amen. Help me to say amen. Lord, I believe today you're in this place. And God, even when we can't hardly say it, I believe you're able to help us. So, Lord, we declare today amen for our situation. We declare amen. We declare so be it. We declare it is settled in you. We declare it. We declare it. We declare it. We declare it over our circumstances. We declare it over our kids. We declare it over our health. We declare it over our job. In the name of Jesus, I declare amen over marriages today. I declare amen over marriages. I declare amen over love in the hearts of husbands and wives. I pray this year will be a year of restoration in the name of Jesus. But Lord, I don't ask today that you will make it what it once was. I pray you'll make it greater than it once was. I declare amen today for those who need to make decisions this year. They've got some big decisions that are ahead of them. I declare amen in the name of Jesus. I declare wisdom. I declare wisdom for you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says if any man needs wisdom, let him ask of God and God will give it liberally to him. Father, I say amen to it. Father, right now, I know there are some today that are filled with worry over a new year. Things uh, they're afraid, what may happen, they're afraid of the future, they're afraid of of situations that don't even exist now, they're afraid they're gonna happen in the coming year. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I curse the spirit of fear over their lives, I curse the spirit of anxiety, I curse the spirit of imaginations. Lord, our future is held in your hand. All our days were written in your book. And Lord, you have us right in the palm of your hand. So in the name of Jesus, I pray peace in the name of Jesus for you. I pray for peace that you will sleep at night. The Bible says he gives his beloved rest. And I declare rest over you. Rest over your mind. Rest over your thoughts. Rest in place of worry. Rest in place of anxiety. Rest in peace over your life in the name of Jesus. Friend, right now I just want to encourage you. Just give the Lord this upcoming year. Say, Lord, I give you 2019. Lord, I give you every day that's ahead of us. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you every day, every moment, every trial, every tribulation. We give it to you in advance because we know you're already there. And, Lord, you hold us right in your very palm. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, today, we yield the past. We yield today. We yield our future to you in the name of Jesus and the church said together amen Amen. so be it it is settled it is settled listen in close and I want to give you a, a word of encouragement you have declared it yourself it is settled do not be surprised if worry doesn't try to crop its way back in When those things come that you have settled with him today, go back to the promise. Go back to the promise. Go back to the promise. Because what you'll find, if you don't, you'll settle into it and you'll start worrying all over again. And the ball will start rolling. When it starts, amen. 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 Lord, I give you my tomorrows. Lord, I give you everything. I give it all to you. It's yours. Amen, Lord. Amen. 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 Friend, you may have said it 20 times in a day. You may have said it 20 times in a five minute period. But you just keep saying it, declaring it. Keep declaring it. Keep declaring it. Stand firm in his promises. I can promise you this I do not know what 2019 will be but I do know this he will be faithful you, you can count on that he will be faithful father as we began on this first Sunday of a new year God we yield to you our future as a church we yield our future as a body of believers to you Lord, we know it is your plan and your desire to work all things together for the good. So, Lord, as we began this first Sunday, we just want to say, Lord, LHA Church, we just declare. We believe you for the coming year. Whatever we're going to need, I believe you're the answer. We declare it to you. We declare it over this church. We declare it over these people, you will be everything we need for our God. will supply all our need through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We believe that, Father. Would you just keep us now right in the palm of your hand. And Lord, as this year, as we walk through the word together as a church, I pray you'll strengthen us for your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light for our pathway. And, Father, as a congregation, as we give this week to prayer, every day we're praying together as a congregation. Father, I pray you'll do things that are even more than we could ask or even imagine. Because, Lord, as a group, we're going to be trusting you together. So, Lord, just accomplish everything you've intended. May all your promises be fulfilled. And we say it from our hearts today. Amen and amen. So be it, in the name of Jesus. God bless you all today. Stand on his word. Trust his word. And he will bring it to pass. God bless you all. We love you. Be sure if you didn't get the reading plan, they're out in the lobby. If you didn't get the prayer direction for this week, they're underneath the extra seats, be sure to pick one up. God bless you. Have a great day today. May the joy of the Lord be your